everybody, and welcome back to Rebeat, the podcast where Sarah and I retell stories from our lives and explain how they connect to specific songs. We are so happy that you guys are all sitting here and listening to episode 24, baby. Woo! Half a dozen. What did you just say? We have, we have, sorry, not half a dozen, two dozen. I was going to say, I think you messed that up. I did mess that up. We got two dozen episodes of Rebeat out for the world to listen to. That's so, insane. That's literally really, really. That's like, <laughs> imagine like two dozen cookies and then imagine like two dozen episodes of Rebeat. I will say, speaking from experience, it's a lot more work to make two dozen podcast episodes than it is to make two dozen cookies. <laughs> Okay, true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rewarding work. It's rewarding work. Really, truly. Yes. But we're excited. On this 24th episode, we're going to talk about girl power. Girl That's power. We had the boy band episode, but we are moving on. <laughs> we are. We Men are trash. Not all the time, but sometimes. And these are facts, not hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me some men are trash yes yes i we should not you're right we should not say that all men are trash but yeah no obviously sarah and i are both females we both experience the struggle of what it's like to be a girl sometimes and but also the like fucking awesomeness of it also the fucking awesomeness of it because girl power girl power (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think you know Sarah and I have two really amazing women that we're interviewing this episode that we're really excited for you guys to hear from but I think we both just kind of decided we wanted to like just like speak for a minute or two about like what it's like to be a girl what it's like to be a girl in general and also like what it's like to be a girl who's like trying to break into this industry yeah, and I will say, so, like, we're straying a little bit from our normal routine, if you will, on Rebeat. Yeah. We're not going to, Grace and I are not going to share our personal stories. We're going to save that. We're going to save those, the storytelling aspect for the artists that we're talking to, um, which you guys will meet soon. But like Grace said, we both were women and, like, much less we're young women, like, coming into, like, kind of, like, the quote-unquote real world. Like, we're juniors in college. And so... I think we both just like kind of have a little piece to say. Yeah, I think like the main I want to say, I feel like like struggle, um, just kind of like general struggle that I feel like, like gets to me a lot of the time, like being a girl is definitely like body image. And like, you know, having to like look a certain way, wanting to look a certain way, like, in comparison to every other like beautiful female on the planet and I know that also gets like harder nowadays with like social media and Mm -hmm. like you know like appearance really being like in some cases like a selling point yeah um for like women (laughs) trying to make careers for themselves and so I think you know that's like one of those things and again like we touch on this a lot in um, you know, the fall, the interviews that you guys are about to hear, but like, I, sometimes it's kind of hard to differentiate between like actual content and talent that like mm-hmm. women are putting out and like how they look. Right. Exactly. Like, 
that sucks sometimes <laughs> yeah and that yeah. that's not just in the music industry which the two interviews we have are musicians they're young musicians but that's kind of across the field like across the board oh my gosh yeah unfortunately like like you know and as we kind of will get to touch on like we've come such a long way as a society and like you know embracing our uniquenesses and everything like that but like it definitely still like you know there's the harsh reality of like confidence issues especially for women and like you know being comfortable in your own skin and all of those things yeah this kind of in a way it ties into like what I was going to say so like as you all know I've talked about it a billion times but in addition to doing the podcast like I currently work as a intern and like I'm in like a lot of sports management classes that's my minor and like one thing that like constantly comes up like whether it be at work or in classes talking to guest speakers or in classes having discussions it's like what's it like to be a woman in sport and like going into it I was super intimidated because it's like oh like they aren't respected like all the men think they know better all this stuff blah 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 blah. but I will say like my experience has not been like that at all and so for those if any girls listening that are like contemplating that, like whether it be the sports industry or another industry, like I can promise you times are changing. And like, not that there aren't like still some negative side effects and like negative feelings and stuff, but like I can, like I really truly feel like in my little bit of experience, times are changing. And I've heard mm-hmm. that like other women are saying the same thing, which is like yeah. really awesome. And I think like, it's like so important like, you know, as our, like, society progresses, I think it's, people find a lot of comfort in seeing people that are, like, them doing big things, and so, like, even when you take, when you think about, like, how, like, okay, like, we finally have a woman who is the vice president of the United States, like, that makes young girls who are saying, like, okay, a woman is in a big role of power, like, that makes that seem more attainable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It does. I mean? No, yeah. I mean, I think just like our main thing is like you can't let your gender be like telling of your abilities, telling of your talents, telling of your whatever. And like you said, like unfortunately, yeah, sometimes men suck and they use their like <laughs> intimidation and like dominancy like tactics to intimidate you. But yeah, to kind of defend that. I feel like the like women in general have been like waiting so long to like finally break these barriers and like Mm -hmm. they are so supportive of each other and it's like super awesome to see and you have you could have a woman that like wants to be the president of the United States or wants to be the head of NASA or like whatever like you would typically like typically has been and typically people would think of like a man's job and like you have all these women that like want to do that and all these women supporting those women that want to do that but then you also have the women that like want to be you know the more traditional like they want to be the stay-at-home mom and like that and you have women supporting those that want to do that like they're like women uh, in and of itself is like a huge support system and like I think all women respect what all women want to do in general literally I mean I yeah I cannot name a more supportive environment than the girls bathroom at a bar (laughs) literally literally (laughs) when we think back to pre-covid times 
and just like, you know, 20 girls being in the bathroom at the Hawk in Lawrence, Kansas, all a little bit drunk. That is the most uplifting environment I've ever been It really is. Like literally everyone for no reason is just like, you look so beautiful and you're going to get everything you ever want in life. And like, we're all just like, yeah, that's all going to happen for I like, that is just like the biggest, like, you know what? Men do not matter. (laughs) Men are unimportant in the girls' bathroom. Exactly. um, At the bar. So yeah, let's bring that energy out of the bathroom. Right. And, and into the real world. Into the real world. <laughs> yeah. Like we said, we're really excited for you guys to hear these two interviews with two amazing women. You guys are going to hear from Reggie Pearl and Ellie Banky. Yes. So, yeah. Sit back, both, relax, and yeah. enjoy They're, this combo. Exactly. They're both super talented, super like proud of who they are, both as musicians and as women. We are super excited to introduce you guys to them. So I think without further ado, let's repeat. <laughs> All right. Well, today we are lucky <laughs> to be talking to Ellie Banky, who is a female artist that I got to see perform. I think we decided it was like about a year and a half ago. <laughs> I kind of knew El- I kind of know Ellie slash have like heard of her through um, my friends Cameron and Bryce who you guys heard from last season when we talked to them they're in a band called Wars Over and Ellie and her band opened up for them again about a year and a half ago which is how I discovered her and yeah so this episode we wanted to highlight some female artists to talk about some girl power <laughs> yes yeah when we talk about girl power I feel like Ellie Ellie's Ellie's a good example of that. She has literally just such an incredible voice. It's crazy. I will like, <laughs> cut you off and yeah. say that like when Grace was like, oh, I have like an idea for an artist that we could talk to for this episode. She showed me and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get to, we gotta talk to her. <laughs> no, like really truly. And actually, I think before I saw you like live when we were allowed to do things like that. My friend Matt showed me your cover of uh, Grow As You Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was forever Which was, yeah, which was forever ago. And I literally, like, I think that's the first time I, like, heard you sing. And I literally, like, I'll be honest, Ellie, I go back and listen to that, like, all the time. <laughs> that's so awesome. Thank you. That is, we'll have to, like, link that somewhere. Oh, yeah. So our question that we always ask everyone, a little bit of an icebreaker, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, that's so difficult. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, I guess it kind of like changes, honestly. Like, I feel like every like month for me, which is kind of bad because like I'm constantly like learning new music or working on different stuff, you know, but I mean, oh man, I, I really like, you know, Billie Eilish and I love I Don't Want to Be You Anymore. Like, I think that song is just awesome. And, you know, she sings it you know, really like lightly and beautiful, but I also like think it's an awesome song to be able to belt, you know, if you have that capability. Um, so that's probably like my number one go-to, but like also I'm a total sucker for musical theater and, you know, I love singing stuff from like Heathers and honestly like any show that I've been in and, you know, um, just any- honestly anything. Like if, if I know it, I would love to sing it. I also really enjoy singing like Victoria's songs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like they're really fun, you know? So. Oh, straight up. That's good. Victoria's has good music. 
Straight up. We were literally, this past weekend, we were, we were, um, Sarah and I took a road trip up to Oklahoma and like, we weren't in the same car, but Mm. our car was blasting Victoria. (laughs) Me and my boyfriend do it like all the time. It's, it's, it's bad, but it's it's fun. So good answers. That is good answers. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you're like a musician and have like a whole like repertoire of songs you can sing. And Grace and I are like, well, we can sing these like one song. (laughs) Okay, true. I mean, mean, honestly, it really does depend on the month because I feel like I've, you know, like I'll learn something and then like two months later I'll be like, I don't remember this at all. (laughs) Like, so. Have you, do you like karaoke? Do you do that? Like, if you have the opportunity? well, surprisingly, if I'm being honest, like, I've never actually done karaoke. Like, I've always wanted to, but I guess I never really got to it, you know, before, like, COVID hit and everything. And obviously, right now, it's much more difficult, you know. But um, I don't know. Like, definitely, once things kind of cool off, you know, and we're, we're semi-back to normal, I would definitely, like, like <laughs> to kind of venture in that. I feel like it'd be fun, you know, like, to get a group of friends and just, like, go sing karaoke, you know? Like, why not? <laughs> this past summer, like, summer 2020 was my 21st birthday and like all I wanted to do was karaoke and I couldn't (laughs) and so I'm still waiting we're still waiting for Sarah to get her karaoke 22nd birthday I'm hoping (laughs) true well yeah wait Ellie tell us what's like your background how'd you get started what's all that oh oh man um I mean I started singing when I was probably like uh about six and then I started performing when I was about seven um and I'm pretty sure I think so. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry to think about that. It's like it's been so long. Sometimes it's kind of hard for me to, you know, put put years on stuff. But um, I mean, I I honestly like I'm not even gonna lie. Like I literally started singing because I watched High School Musical and I was like, hell yeah, I want to be Gabriella. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Like why not? I might as well, you know, go be in lessons for that. So um, you know, I started in voice lessons and piano lessons, and I never really. <laughs> I never really applied myself in piano, but I did apply myself in voice because I was like, you know, this is awesome. Like, I want to learn so much about it. I really enjoy singing. I really like performing. So kind of from there, it took off. And um, at first, it was like a little bit of songwriting, but not a lot. You know, it was kind of like interspersed, but mostly I was learning different songs to perform and stuff like that, you know, Um, stuff that's kind of typical for like vocal lessons. You know, if you're if you're just learning songs, then you perform that a recital or whatever. And then I actually got really into musical theater. And for majority of my life, I was actually um, like really into musical theater. And that's that's like what I did, you know, and I loved songwriting. And I started doing that probably more so in high school is when that like really picked up for me. But um, musical theater since like oh god maybe like 11 I think uh, around that age and um I think I did like a mini show my first mini show was Footloose um and I played Ariel and it was super fun like I absolutely loved it and you know kind of from there I got you know just like pushed into the musical theater world like I said and like then it was like all these high school shows and all of that and then during high school then I was cast as a lead in the all-state musical which then like spiraled me like even you know further and I was like okay great like I think this is what I want to do for college you know and it's it's so weird because like I was so I was like so gearing towards that you know for the longest time and then all of a sudden I like I thought about it and I was like ah like I don't know, you know, because I mean, there's so much in music that I like, and it wasn't like I necessarily wanted to give up theater, but it was more so like, what's the career path that I can see myself on for a long time really enjoying? And, you know, I'm a person who really enjoys like having my freedom, you know, and being able to kind of decide things about myself, you know, and, and, and feel in control of myself. And like with musical theater, it's, it's, it's so much fun to play a character. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I got 
very comfortable being able to like put up a mask with people like because I kind of became a collection of like all the characters that I had played you know and like when I took a step back and looked at that I was like oh man like you know I don't I don't know if I can do this you know I don't know if I want to do this you know for a career and like with songwriting I feel like I can express all those parts of me that I don't normally you know share with people or get to express people and I you know I wanted to be able to relate to people. I wanted to be able to connect and, and talk to people about music and really just kind of like feel everything that I was doing and use my emotion to kind of propel my career, I guess. Um, so after high school, um, I was just kind of like, yeah, like I'm gonna go for the songwriter gig. I think that's what I really want, I guess. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And wow. I will just say, you're like one of the w- most well-spoken people that I think we've ever talked to. <laughs> 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 I, will, I will say, like, I'll attribute that probably to the musical theater because I mean, I really learned how to speak yeah. through that. You know, just like talk to people because, like, yeah. it was like I had to do improv all the time. So it was like, you know, I had to be able to be, I guess, w- well spoken. It was just kind of like a need, <laughs> especially in the audition room. So just something I guess I adapted. So, I mean, like, you know, even though I did musical theater for so long and it's like I didn't necessarily, you know, like choose that in the end game as a career choice, I feel like it served me in a lot of ways, you know, that I can still kind of like take pieces and bits and pieces and like yeah. put them into who I am as an artist, you know, or, or who I want to be as a person, if that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. I want to, like, rewind you a little bit. You said you started performing at seven. What was your, yes. like, first performance? My <laughs> So my first performance was in a church, um, and it was, it was, like, a Christmas special, I think, and I sang Silent Night and, I think, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> and I had, like, these, like, <laughs> Oh my god, it was it was ridiculous. I had these like super cheesy sunglasses on and everything and like and it was dark in the church, it made no sense. But I mean, you know, you're trying to be cool. But um I don't know, it was fun. Like it was the first time that I performed and it was odd kind of like seeing the progression of me as a performer, I guess, because at first like I wasn't I didn't have a lot of nerves, you know, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just kind of like, Yeah, like this is great, like <laughs> you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm having a good time, you know. And then it kind of like spiraled into like, I remember like one performance I had when I was really young, like I I had written a song or something and I made a mistake when I sang it on stage and that spiraled me into like massive anxiety um, and like huge nerves. And from then on, like it had been like I'm a massive, you know, battle with myself. But um, like first performance I ever had, I was like, yeehaw, like this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like I didn't even know to be nervous. I was seven, you know? I was going right. to say that's like such a kid, like yeah, innocent exactly. mentality about it. Which, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so is the first song that you like recorded and put out the 928 Miles song? Like, is that? Um, the first, so it was, it was technically the second slash third, which I guess I'll explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the first song that I like really put out there for people is a song that's actually not on any streaming platform it's just on youtube um and it's called nothing and i wrote that because uh so when i was really young when i was almost two my dad passed away and i had a friend in high school who um their dad had recently passed away from cancer and you know i was too young when my dad passed away to uh really you know understand what was going on or remember anything really but you know i remember going to like the 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 funeral service and you know the wake and all of that you know for my my friend's dad who passed away and it was just like so full of love and like i i kind of like to imagine that that's what my dad's you know funeral would have been like in a way and you know i felt like you know there are so many people that are missing their fathers you know and it's 
it's something that not a lot of people talk about necessarily, I felt like, so I decided to write a song about it. Um, And like the whole premise is like, you know, no matter what happens, like nothing can take that love away. It doesn't matter if they're here or not, you know? Um, So that was kind of like the following for that one, but that's just on YouTube. Um, I did submit that like in high school to uh, ILMEA. It's like the, oh God, now I'm gonna remember what it stands for. (laughs) Illinois Music Association, uh, education association it's like that it's basically like state for songwriting <laughs> um and there's like a bunch of different categories you know but um it was that and uh I think I got like third place maybe for that song so um in like whatever division I submitted in, into um I think it's the pop commercial category but anyways um so that was technically like the first one kind of but the first one that I released on like streaming platforms was called Charlie's Thing um, I said that super weird, Charlie's theme. <laughs> um, and that one I wrote after a, a bad breakup. Um, it's kind of your classic, like, you know, you broke my heart song, but like, there is, there's a lot of emotion in it because I mean, that relationship was like the first relationship I had ever been in, you know? So, and it, it was difficult cause I was like, oh, like I love this person, but it was like, do I even know what love is at this point? Like I'm 15, <laughs> you know? So that was technically the, the first one on streaming platforms, I suppose. Um, and then after that was 928 Miles. I think something that we definitely want to like highlight in this episode is again, just like the whole idea of being like a female and um, a lot of the kind of, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot that goes with that, especially in like the music industry. Um, yes. So how can you like speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean... It's difficult because I feel like I've almost like almost barely dipped my toes into this kind of a category, you know, Um, but there's there's definitely to me, at least I feel like there's there's a difficulty being a female in the music industry because I mean, everybody wants to sell you for sex, you know, everybody wants to sell you for being hot or for your body or, you know, just for like, what can you give to other people? How much skin can you show that's going to allow people to be interested in you or your music or take first interest, right? And I mean, like, with, with men, I suppose, like, there's some of that, you know, which, which it's like the, the whole attraction feature, right? Like, I feel like it's, you know, immediately, like, if you're attractive, if you can sing, if you're a boy, like, you get the clout a lot of the time, you know, because I mean, women are like, oh, he's hot, he can sing, great, you know, but, and I feel like, <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong, I play into that too, absolutely, there are so many people that I'm like, he's hot, he can sing, great, and that's it, that's all I need, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, right. um, but I mean, like, I really don't like, I like to not think about artists like that a lot, but yeah. I mean, in particular you know I mean it's so difficult so like one of my favorite uh, artists of all time is Ed Sheeran you know and obviously he's a man you know um however one of the things I admire most about him is that he does not like he's not super showy necessarily um he like when I saw him in concert he was literally wearing t-shirt a t-shirt and jeans and he's the only person on stage and he commanded that audience like the entire time you know like it was incredible the and and the energy in the room was absolutely just like ah it was ah chef's kiss it was amazing it was so good you know and he just like has i don't know just such free-flowing energy and and such a a powerful i don't know like essence about him i guess but he's really just talented and that's what he sells you know is his talent he sells like how hard he's worked his talent his his dedication to music you know and um I think that's just like something that 
I don't know, I value a lot as a person, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like we kind of walk this fine line, you know, Um, not even just like, you know, women in, in music, but also women in general of like, you know, it's like, I don't want to be talented, you know, for my, my sexuality. I don't want to be talented for like how sexy I can be, you know, it's, it's more so like, I want to be talented because I'm talented, you know, and I want to be recognized because I'm talented because I work my ass off, you know, but there's also this line of like, on this, on the same side, like, it's like, I want to do what I want with my body though, (laughs) you know, but like, it's, it's also difficult because I mean, what you wear isn't an invitation for people to sexualize you, you know, I mean, it's difficult. Like I said, there is kind of like a line, you know, I believe, cause like, it's, it's hard. Cause like, if you're going to have like everything hanging out, you know, like there, there's, there's sexual notions that come with that. However, but like, it's, I mean, not that I would, not that I'm like looking to do that necessarily, you know, I mean, to each their own. And like, you know, I respect any person who wants to do that with their body. I think it's awesome. Cause I'm like all for empowerment, you know, and, and body positivity. Like, I think that's so good. It just makes me so happy, you know? Um, but I feel like it is kind of like a, a fine line in that area, you know, and there's, there's a lot of different stigmas, especially about women in the music industry that like, oh my God, like this, doesn't even like scratch the surface, you know, it's so difficult. It's right. Yeah. Just like you said, like, it's not, I feel like in this day and age, it's not exactly just about the music. It's like about the whole like package of a person and yeah, which is, exactly gets complicated. how do you break out of that? You know, like, how do you break out of that? Cause there's obviously like a little bit of that that you do kind of need, you know, mm-hmm. like if it's like, if I'm going to show up like wearing a paper bag on stage, you know, and like, I, I haven't brushed my hair, like I'm unhygienic, obviously like that's not necessarily something <laughs> that people are going to watch, you know? Um, so there is like a certain, you know, a look that you acquire for yourself, you know, in a certain kind of like style that you you learn to embody um (laughs) um but you know it's it's more so I guess about like you know the the deep sexualizing and stuff and I feel like I haven't you know necessarily experienced a lot of that um just because I'm not super deep in the music industry yet you know um with anybody professional like that whereas like I haven't you know gotten to experience that firsthand but I have heard a lot of stories about that and it definitely makes me nervous (laughs) no how could it not but I mean I will say like in general, times are changing. Mm-hmm. Like yes. in every sense, like in every industry, basically. Yeah. Um, like I've talked about on the show, I I currently work in like the sports industry, and I have like seen nothing but like positivity around like myself and the woman that like I work also, for. Yeah. And like I yeah. feel like people are realizing that and like more open to that, and I would think that it's translating. I mean, in a sense, music is kind of like our first like defense like as a society like that's like pop culture is like our biggest industry and that's like our biggest spreader of stuff so i would have to think that they're probably a little little bit ahead of the curve hopefully (laughs) well i mean even in like looking yeah i mean looking at you know some of the most like successful pop artists right now i mean you're talking about people like lizzo and harry styles and like Billie eilish who are all different you know what i mean like none i don't think any of them stylistically embody like a, a typical, woman, yeah, like yeah. standards, yeah. right? Which is yeah. so cool, right? Um, and like you just said, yeah, that like certainly gives a lot of hope for the yeah. future. That that something like that is something that you shouldn't have to, you know, worry yeah. about because it's really just music. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It should be about the music at the end of the day. Yeah, who are like just kind of like sticking to this like female theme? Who are some like female artists that you 
are inspired by? Yeah, there's so many. (laughs) Um, I mean, oh man. Um, I do really love Billy. I think she's awesome. And I do love Lizzo. You know, I know they're, they're super mainstream and and awesome and they're mainstream for a reason. You know, it's like, if somebody's that popular, it's like, it's for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that they both spread like awesome stuff about body positivity, you know, and about being an empowered female, which is great. Um, I also do like Taylor Swift. Um, I think that she like is, is a really great songwriter and performer you know and she oh my god like she puts that album so fast it like makes my head spin like I can't even you know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy it's like she drops an album and then she's like just kidding here's another one um <laughs> and there's like no space you know but it's awesome though like I think that's so cool that she's just like she's so hardworking. I don't know if either of you have seen her documentary but um it's it's really good yes yeah mm-hmm. it's it's friggin' awesome. Like, she's just, I think she's a really cool person and a great role model. I also, even though she hasn't performed in a really long time, I do like Adele and, like, her stage presence and stuff, and I think she's funny, you know, and, uh, she is yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she's a funny human being, you know, she's, she's very charming and, and very to herself, which I think is cool. Um, I love her, a lot of different R&B artists that I could go, like, on and on about, but yeah, her is a big one. Um, she's just, mm. Woo! Uh, I think it's also, I, oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong, so I'm gonna, yeah, I think it's, it's Janae Aiko. I always, I feel like I always pronounce it wrong. I don't know if you've heard of her. I have not, actually. I, like, I feel like I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but, you know, she's, her name is beautiful, though. I love it, but she's, like, oh my lord, like, her voice is ridiculous, and just, like, oh god, smooth as butter, like, she's awesome. Um, yeah, they're, honestly, like, I could go on and on about, you know, different female artists, or artists, um, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a mix between, you know, men and women and, and anything in between, you know, anyone in between. So, yeah. Changing the subject a bit and talking about this stupid pandemic that we're still stuck in, how has that like affected your music career and just what are you doing right. in spite of it? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> You know, um, that's my first thought on it, I guess, is that it sucks. <laughs> um, Retweet. Yeah, it, it, it really blows. I mean, it's it's been difficult because I felt like, you know, after high school, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to work on this stuff and then I'm going to go perform and it's going to be great. And I'm going to, you know, just go play it as many places as I can. And then it was like, oh, COVID, sorry, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, it was a, it was a very harsh stop, you know, um, and that was that was super tricky. Um, However, you know, it's also in a weird, it's been good and bad at the same time, I guess, um, because in a bad way, it's like, oh, I can't necessarily perform. It's really hard to, you know, kind of get there, get out there if you're not putting yourself out there, you know, like that. Um, but on the other hand, it's been really beneficial because it's given me a lot of time to practice um, and a lot of time just to like work on my music and also really focus on myself. You know, I, I feel like this pandemic has definitely been a time of self-reflection for me, for sure. And, you know, my goals and my desires and, and, and what dreams am I chasing, right? And how am I going to chase them? And what's, what's the best course of action for me, you know? And it's, it's difficult as well um, because, because I'm going the non-traditional route, you know, and I'm not necessarily in college. It's like, there's no structure that anybody has laid out for me. You know, there's no like, you're going to do this, then this, then this, then this, and then you're going to go to this school and then you're going to take these classes and then it's going to be, here's your degree and here's your career, right? Like, you know, and I was, um, I mean, I, I didn't go to college for a number of reasons, you know, um, and I don't regret my decision at all. Like it, it has honestly been the exact right decision for me. Um, and I would stand by that a million times over, you know, um, but it definitely, 
it was difficult when, you know, the pandemic hit because then it was like even more so now you've got to create your own schedule. Now you've got to get in, you know, good habits, habits and stick with the good habits and um, continue to, you know, build good habits upon those other good habits. And, you know, uh, it's like, what am I practicing? What am I studying? What classes can I take that I can find online? You know? Um, so, I mean, it's kind of been like a mishmash for me of enjoyment because of being able to self-reflect and, uh, you know, focus on my music at hand. And also bad because I can't necessarily perform. And I, of course, miss seeing people and like that person to person connection like is yeah. definitely something I've been missing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have. <laughs> yeah. That's, there's definitely like so much to unpack about <laughs> all of that. Um, which again, yeah, there's just no getting around the fact that it sucks. But have you been able to have some time to write? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment, I'm. I'm working on like an EP slash album. I haven't really decided yet, to be honest, because I, it's like I've written all this music, but now I'm like, it, it's like I've also kind of got other goals in mind that I'm thinking about, like post pandemic, as we're kind of, you know, hopefully rounding the corner, you know, with this vaccine and everything. Yeah. Um, vaccines that are out. So it's kind of like I'm, you know, planning now and it's, it's half me like working, you know, on album slash EP, depending on which is going to, work for me like time wise you know uh, and then half of it I'm also spending like practicing and really honing my vocals because I I have kind of a goal of mine is that you know once the pandemic is over I really want to go to Florida and audition for um Disney and uh for like gigs in Orlando uh California and Tokyo um because they cast for all like you know places there which I think is awesome um and my grandparents live down there so I can stay with them which is great and like I, I also love Florida it's a beautiful state you know but yeah so like it's it's kind of like half and half I guess but definitely definitely there's been a lot of writing involved for sure <laughs> yeah well, no. that's super exciting and that is like really exciting super exciting mm-hmm. to support <laughs> the 50-50 <laughs> I think too just so like we're all on the same page. Like what kind of, what kind of artist do you, are you slash want to be? I mean, uh, kind of like I mentioned earlier, you know, definitely my biggest inspiration is Ed Sheeran and I want to, I'm always kind of like aspiring to write like Ed as I'm a big nerd. I'm literally wearing his jacket. Right now. <laughs> I just remembered um, <laughs> that I got for the concert surprise. Um, but he like, I, I don't know, like he's, like I said, he's just been such a big influence on me. And like, I always really want to write like him. Cause I feel like he has like such I don't know, raw lyrics, you know, and like his lyricism, I just think is beautiful. And it, it's never too complicated, but it's, it's like just detailed enough. And I feel like it's just like this sweet spot of like gorgeous music that I really enjoy, you know? Um, but at the same time, I've also kind of had to reconcile and be like, okay, you're not a Chiron just because you're, you're ginger. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, like you can't, you can't do that. So it's, it's definitely been interesting and in kind of like me finding my style, you know, um, yeah. and what I want to like write in, but definitely very heavily Ed Sheeran inspired. I also really like R&B. So that kind of plays like a little bit of a part in some of the stuff that I'm making right now. But I feel like also like whichever producer I work with kind of also gives me a certain sound, you know, depending on what I'm looking for. So it's, it's kind of tricky, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, it's, it's like, I've kind of found my style, but at the same time, I'm still kind of molding that to exactly what I want that to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything we should be like, I know you were just saying you were in the works on like so an album and an EP, like what, do you have any like tentative dates we can like throw out there or not quite? 
<laughs> as far as dates go, I don't necessarily have anything right now. I'm hoping like spring slash summer, um, you know, for kind of the release of that, like all, all things going well, hopefully it's going to be spring slash summer, but it's also kind of a pain in my ass. Cause right now my studio where I work, um, we had some water damage in our ceiling. So we had to like cut the ceiling open oh. and we just got, <laughs> It's it's been a pain. Like we just put new drywall in and everything, and I and I've got to repaint everywhere. And you know, so I'm hopefully doing that this week, and I'm just gonna shovel my crap back in and go because <laughs> I've been going like ugh, crazy, not being able to do anything for a week. Like, I, literally, I've like resulted to like, oh my god, I like knit my dog a sweater for no reason, and <laughs> like like cleaned out closets in my house that don't need to be cleaned like there's like it's like I feel like I have nothing to do you know and because I can't yeah. plug in anywhere and it's been frustrating but I mean you know practicing vocals of course like always I can still do that but it's you know it, it's it's a it's a pain not having my whole setup because like it's a little bit complicated you know <laughs> so it's yeah. having to do anything else. yeah well keep us updated on a date mm-hmm. we'll definitely <laughs> listen Throw and hype there. it up yeah <laughs> But yeah, yeah, guys, definitely um, go check out. Ellie has a couple singles released on Spotify, and I'm assuming other streaming services. Music, yep, yeah, exactly. Grace and I are big All Spotify fans. <laughs> we are Spotify stands. Um, also, <laughs> plug your social. Like, yes. what's your Instagram? Sure. Yeah. Um, my social. I mean, it's literally just my name. Like on Instagram, it's Ellie, at Ellie Banky. Um, and then on uh, I think TikTok, it's at Ellie Banky too. I don't actually have a ton of like. <laughs> a ton of singing bits on tiktok because i'm kind of stupid and i kind of use my page for mostly memes um because i'm i don't know it's fun you know and i just kind of do dumb (laughs) stuff you know um so it's kind of like a mishmash of both i guess um but you know that can be fun i i did delete my twitter because twitter was twitter can be really negative so i had to delete twitter um i think my account is still up but i don't use it yeah pretty much it's mostly like instagram and tiktok um you know for people following me but i always appreciate the follow on spotify too you know which is again just my name ellie Yankee. so mm-hmm. awesome awesome yeah. yeah thank you so much well, for doing this yeah this is so fun <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking. yeah thanks for asking you know I, I i was really excited about it you know i i I love talking to people, and again, it gives me at least some kind of, like, connection with other human beings. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay, true. Right. <laughs> it was so good to have you on. Thank you again, and we're looking forward to the work that's hopefully coming out, you know, later this year. Yeah. Yes. To a better year, yeah. for sure. But no matter how hard I pray, you're still 928 miles away. Alright guys, um, so it's time for a shout out this episode and on our Girl Power episode we thought it was appropriate to shout out a woman who really needs no introduction. <laughs> Her name's fucking Lizzo and obviously everyone knows Lizzo because she's she's a straight up queen and there's like no way around that. But I think something that Lizzo has been doing with her like social media platform that I think has been really cool and has been really powerful is all her commentary on body image. She's been posting lots of very like vulnerable um, pictures of her body and just simply showing how proud of how proud she is of who she is and her body. Exactly. Um, And it's, it's been so cool. And I, 
I feel like, you know, type of impact that that has on girls, young girls who are like uncomfortable and awkward sometimes is so huge. Like that is so huge. And especially for there to be someone, you know, who like looks the way Lizzo does being like, you know, so powerful and so popular and like promoting that and like welcoming that is so, it's just, it's just so cool. I don't, I don't like, I like don't know how to describe that better than just like simply inspiring. Yeah. Like literally. that's literally, that sums it up. <laughs> that ass. It's so. super cool. It's, it, it's, and it's inspiring. It's empowering. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there's literally, cause I feel like the journey of like being comfortable with who you are and what you look like is like, is a long one. It's a tough one sometimes. And so I feel like um, it's really cool that that is becoming mainstream. I would agree. Yeah. So shout out to Lizzo and shout out to every female on the planet because you are beautiful. We're in the bathroom at the bar and we're yeah. telling you you're beautiful. You're beautiful <laughs> and you're going to get everything you ever want. Exactly. is Reggie Pearl. Um, I went to high school with her. She is from St. Louis. She's a super talented, I would describe it as kind of like an indie, like kind of like edgy sort of vibe. And her stuff is like super good, super, <laughs> it's like relatable, but she just like says the shit that everybody's thinking and like does it in a really beautiful way. But we're super excited to have her. She actually just recently released an EP regicide and oh, so, sick name <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we're super happy to have her for like the woman empowerment episode like fucking she's the definition of girl power I would say yeah <laughs> I'm very honored to be here <laughs> in that in that category that's awesome yeah. yeah we have to ask you the question that we ask everyone when yeah. we start doing these little interview things and I'll let Sarah do yeah. that so our like go-to icebreaker sort of question is what is your go-to karaoke song in a world where karaoke is like more commonly happening because there's not a pandemic yeah so um my go-to karaoke song i thought a lot of like a very long and very hard about this and it's super freak by rick james okay i kind of love that i like that a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a really good answer (laughs) you are i will say you're probably the most prepared guest that question yeah <laughs> i like that you said that you've thought about it before yeah I, I, people off. I, know. I had a whole car ride i was gonna visit my cousin in rolla missouri when she was going to school there and i she's like we're going to karaoke and the whole time i was practicing that song and then we got there and didn't even end up going but i'm glad like it's in my pocket for whenever i was I gonna say you're ready <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so ready to <laughs> Not that I'm bitter, but my thing that I wanted to do for my 21st, like literally forever, which was this past summer, was karaoke on my 21st. And then all the karaoke bars are not open on my 21st birthday. Yes. I've tried to like stage a karaoke night. I was living in a house with like eight other people in Boston and I tried to stage karaoke nights, but we never made it to that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's Yeah. That was actually in, so in my house here in Lawrence, like Mm -hmm. over kind of um our like quarantine period one thing that we did do was we bought a projector 
And we were doing karaoke like our whole yeah, like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. So fun. fun vibes. <laughs> um, but just kind of like as a little background on you, like how did you get into music and stuff? Yeah, so I've been my mom always says to me that I was singing before I could talk, which I think is really funny. <laughs> and I just it's something that I've never thought about. Like I really liked performing for people when I was a kid, but like singing was never something that I've I've thought about like it's just something that I've done and I was singing a lot when I was a kid and then like finally like I think around when I was like 12 we started I started taking lessons for like guitar and piano and singing and all that stuff and I just didn't really like the lessons I was like I just want to do my own thing and I feel like that's kind of carried with me throughout my whole entire musical career I guess um and I, I went to I was yeah I guess I was in a band when I was like 12 years old and and that was not really my style because I was I was told to sing like a bunch of songs that I didn't want to sing but it also made me like it exposed me to a lot of music that I wouldn't have been exposed to so I am thankful for that and then yeah after high school I only applied to one school I was like if I get in I'm going if I don't I'll figure out what I'm gonna do and I got into Berkeley which was really cool and then have been there for the past two years yeah that's awesome oh wow so are you studying music at Berkeley yeah, I was studying music, so I did take this this year off because of just pandemic stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was studying music. I was doing songwriting as my major, but I just didn't, like, it's really hard to be graded for something that's so, yeah. like, emotional. Yeah. And so I kind of have had this year to kind of reflect and be like, is that what I want to do? Like, is studying music, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to continue to study music just because, or I think... Let me rephrase that. I'm always going to be studying music because it's such a part of my life, but I don't know if I want to be paying like 60 grand to go to school. Yeah. Into it. Right. Yeah. Oh. It's like a weird aspect that I don't think I've ever really thought about. It's mm-hmm. like they have to like grade your work, which is like right. usually super personal and stuff. Right. Right. It's weird. It was weird. And I think there were a lot of teachers that like, they want you to be a commercial writer because you're supposed to make, it's like a business, you know, you're supposed to make money. And I'm just like, I'm not going to be a commercial writer like I can't I can't write just like some pop song or any type of song that I'm not like I'm very emotionally connected right to. yeah so um talking about I mean like I know that like one of your things is like you kind of like do your own thing but obviously you draw inspiration from people so who are some of your like musical inspirations and like people that you look to um yeah like yeah as being the yeah. artist yeah um I love like just the ladies of soul music that have like carried and paved the way for just like badass women to talk about like whatever they want to talk about like I'm listening to Ann Peebles a lot right now and then Davis is like somebody that I found this year who's just like rocked my world she has a song called I think it's Nasty Gal or something like that I need to I need to double check that but she so she was married to Miles Davis for a little bit and like some in some book or something he was like she was too wild for me and I just <laughs> love that and she just like she's just like raunchy there's yeah she has a song called nasty girl and then one song called they say I'm different and she just like is so unapologetically like sexy and like independent and free and and very comfortable with herself and so that's something I look like that's I've drawn a lot of inspiration from that and found a lot of like comfortability with myself through that and then um, I can go through like a little list because I'm so bad with names um (laughs) (laughs) but I really 
Okay, also like Lil Kim is somebody that also has like inspired a lot of that her album. Um Lil Kim's album Hardcore is something that I listen to all the time and it's just like these elements of just yeah. like freedom and like there's so there's such good songs and I think like if you can have a good song that carries like a strong message like that's that's the goal and then yeah. I also like I love my jazz ladies too I've been listening to I a like lot. that you're highlighting women right now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and very appropriate yes yeah there's been for a while when I was younger I was like I don't really like like I was very much like I only listened to like Nirvana and like dude rock <laughs> and that was something that I had to kind of like everyone does through that page <laughs> Yeah, and I love that. I love that music, but I feel like women are so expressive and we have such like deep like women and femmes. Like, you know, we just have such deep feelings and like not all men can ex I mean not to say that men don't have deep feelings too, because they yeah. definitely do, but just like Nina Simone and like Billie Holiday, the way they can emulate their pain through their voice, like it just it brings people just to tears and it brings people like closer together and I think mm -hmm. that's so inspirational and like I think when you can like put your emotion into your voice like you like when people are doing that authentically like you can feel that and you can connect with yeah, that and absolutely relieve some of that pain or connect with that um I've also been listening to Connie Francis was this lady that I found in like just some like goodwill like I found her CD and I've been listening to her music a lot she's just like has those songs that are like you're gonna miss me and all that stuff which I love and then okay something I gotta talk about is my girl Connie Converse she was like the first singer songwriter before like Bob Dylan she's like super obscure there's like some theory that she was abducted by aliens because she went missing oh my god and she's just like the coolest lady and her music is like I think it was like in the 50s 40s and 50s she was writing about like having dudes like take her home from the bar and like just all this stuff that like women weren't able to always talk about you yeah know? yeah so um, I, I really love her yeah like going off of that like kind of like I mean I know that there's like definitely some stereotypes and like expectations for women in the music industry so like how do you feel like as a woman like I'm as like kind of an up-and-coming artist like trying to like yeah. break in and like fitting those but breaking those and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah, I feel like that's a really like good question and I'm glad you asked that. I've been lately I've been thinking a lot about how like I'm supposed to be sexy or whatever. Like yeah. that is part of like part of like being a, a woman in the music industry is there's like you have to like sell yourself, you know, like you have to be super gorgeous and like I, I notice a lot of artists that like are drop dead gorgeous but their music like isn't really something that I particularly like but it's like <laughs> this whole package type of deal and like that's something that I get really like hung up about because I'm like I don't like if I'm not feeling that way I definitely don't want to project that because like I don't want right. that to be this like false identity so I feel like there's a lot of like sexualization in that which like makes me really uncomfortable but like also like it's kind of I don't want to say it's kind of just part of it but I do feel like something that I want to do is like be as authentic as I can be so it's not just like my body that's selling my music like I would prefer like on my album covers I don't ever use my face and like even yeah. with like music videos I do feel a little bit weird about being in them even though I did I was in a music video for one of my latest songs which was a really good experience for me but it 
it's just something that I'm not totally comfortable with. So I like having just like kind of having my music stand for itself. And like, I'm a person on the other end, you know, I can, I can feel sexy if I want. I can feel awkward yeah. if I want to, but like my music is just my music and I might express those feelings, but yeah. And I, and so I feel yeah. like just some of my stuff, like I kind of talk about that a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think is, is good. And like, I kind of explain like some of my disappointments with that as well, like in my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also like going off of that, I know we want to talk about like your music style, but how like based on kind of like what you were just saying, like, what is your, what is your fashion style? Like, how do you like to um, like carry yourself in that yeah. way? Lately I've been like jeans and like, kind of like today I got all dressed up, but like, <laughs> yeah. um, but I was gonna say, like, like, you're like bandana. I dyed my hair and there's like, I used henna. So the bottoms of it are green and I feel like a swamp creature a little bit. So <laughs> I that a little bit. Um, but lately I just, I wear like, I really like baggy pants and like a t-shirt like I like that and it's cold right now so I feel like right all bundled up but then like when I am like when I do feel more comfortable with myself like I like to dress just however I want you know right yeah like I mean like I also just like wearing nothing at all too you know (laughs) (laughs) okay like going back to like when people had gigs and stuff and you Mm -hmm. were like playing shows more what are like what are you wearing to that when I when I like play gig, I feel, what were you saying? I was just gonna say, do you dress differently like to a gig than you would like in your everyday life? I think I'm more performative. Um, I think it depends on how I'm feeling that day. But I also like I feel the most powerful when I'm on stage. So like I might wear something like a bit more scandalous, but not to like gain anyone's attention. Only right. to like kind of express this like or I don't know to. To, um, what's the word like uh, well, it's like look good feel good you know, yeah like think? look good and feel good yeah. and it's like dress up my vessel you know and like it's I feel like I'm kind of being like oh, this, is, this is stupid but I feel like if I could be naked I would be naked because I'm literally that's how I feel emotionally you know I'm putting it all out there so it's I don't know I don't know maybe that's like I hope it's not that I think I need to dress a certain way you know to to look to to fit whatever I'm singing but I think like I'm there's a lot more comfortability with myself because I'm like all these people are coming here anyway you know like like I can wear whatever I want and I can like they want to see a show and not that like I'm acting or anything but I'm able to just kind of put that out there with a lot less anxiety and like awkwardness which is yeah Yeah. absolutely I think going off of what was like the last show you got to play before all of pandemic stuff um so the last show that I got to play it was definitely a house show in Alston and it was with my band Rat Cat Bastard and it was in actually my my house in Alston in our basement And it was just a really cool show. I'm pretty sure I, oh yeah, for that, for that show, I wore this, like, I wore this dress that's like completely see-through and I felt really bad because my drummer had to look at my ass the entire time. (laughs) It was fun because it was dress night. And so like on my whole entire band, like my friend May, who plays guitar, she was in a dress. Our bass player, Gabe, was in a dress. He looked so beautiful. <laughs> and our drummer, Colin, he wore a dress too, which was so cute. Wait, that's and so like, funny. Oh you guys said dress. I love that. Yeah, and I love everyone that. looked beautiful. It was oh, so, oh my God. I always fun. think about like how like 
I'm like, I hope that dudes feel pretty, you know, I hope they get that yeah. experience, you know, because it's, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then like another question, kind of like going off of that, but like, what have been like some of your like best and worst gigs and like stuff okay. like that? Just yeah, yeah. So best and worst gigs, I think when I was younger, I like, I really didn't like when I was in this band when I was like 12 years old, I, I really didn't like it because I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. So those yeah. caused like a lot of anxiety for me. And so I think um, when I started playing with the public, which was like my senior year of high school, like that was like the first time it was like fun. It was <laughs> so fun. Probably a little too much fun. <laughs> I also noticed like I think a big thing for me when I first started, I was like, oh God, I gotta like drink or something to get over my like nerves. And like, it kind of empowered me a little bit because I was like, oh, I can do like, or I can like sing however. And it gave me a lot of empowerment, but then like carrying that on, I was like, okay, I don't want to drink really when I play because it kind of, it makes me play worse. Like as much as I thought it helped me, like it gave me that sense of freedom, but then it, it didn't give me that like ability to like, put my all into it because I was fucked up so uh, <laughs> well it's definitely like, uh, had some like Patty Smith who's like take a shot oh yeah yeah before you Patty. go on stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but all about that right yeah. I will say but you ended up producing like an EP with the public right yeah so we did an album uh my I think it was like 2017 it was right before I left to go to Berkeley that's and- <laughs> <laughs> is that what is that that's like that was like high key one of my like first instructions to you as a musician like outside of like what I heard you do in high school like you're Instagram and stuff yeah I love that it was so much fun like it really without I think like that gave me so much confidence to go into Berkeley and be like I'm Reggie Pearl you know like I I had my sense of identity which I had a roommate who was like so many people here are trying to find that identity and you already have that and like that was something that was just really nice to hear because I was feeling really insecure about like where I was at musically and everything and so I think that really helped just like get me grounded and like get me started and comfortable and like I'm so thankful for them I literally I'll tell you a story really quick but um how that happened like how we all got together was because I went to one of their shows and I was like me and my I think you know Jessica we went to the show and we got like a box wine of like Franzia and like drank so much and I was like trying to work up the courage to ask them to like if they wanted to collaborate so I literally like went up to them and was like can I buy a CD and then I was like can all of you guys autograph it and then I'm like and also I want to make music with you guys I'm like <laughs> I have all these songs and I'm not gonna stop bothering you until you say yes and they're like yes I'm like seriously like I was so <laughs> surprised that they wanted to do it but it was it was so fun and just recording it was just like in their basement it was super chill and like just they were super patient with me which was awesome because I was very baby (laughs) (laughs) where where does your artist name come from um (laughs) Reggie Pearl is like you know like bad weed it's called Reggie like you know (laughs) sometimes and then like if you roll a good blunt it's called a pearl so at the time I was like "Ah, (laughs) I'm like (laughs) bad weed like yeah so (laughs) Wait, I like that a lot. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. That is really cool. That is like, yeah. Well, what have you, and you know, in terms of like, we're in this pandemic kind of quarantine period right now, what, 
what have you been able to do musically now that things are looking mm -hmm. a lot different? Yeah, so at first I was really bummed because like seriously performing is where I'm re I'm reworking the whole idea of performance because I've had this time to reflect. Like I don't think I ever like the way that I perform coming out of this will not be how it was before. Like maybe I'll take the good aspects of that with me, but like mm -hmm. I want it to be a whole ass experience. Like I want it to be very like specific to me. I want people to like like be I want them to know that they're at a Reggie Pearl show and not just some like indie bitches concert, you know? <laughs> like I <laughs> I want that to happen. But so at first I was really just like missing that. I was like, I don't have a way to perform. I don't have a way to express myself and to like feel powerful and release that or whatever. And so I I had to like, I was writing a lot and I was figuring out a way to be more performative with my voice, I guess more expressive with my voice. And so I gathered the songs for the EP um, for Regicide and I went to record that. And like, I felt like that was the most like performative I could be in the pandemic. Oh. I like focused all of that with my voice and like just with the message that I was trying to carry. And like, I'm really proud of how that worked out because I, I think I got to really like really access that. And especially like in the studio, I was like, there was like a point of time where I'm like, Oh my God, like I need to get it together. Like this is, this is the real deal. It's not like, like when you're at a show, it's like kind of like a, you're, it's like one shot. And if you mess up, you mess up. And like at the studio, you have a bunch of takes. And so I had to access that like energy of like being like, okay, this is the one, like this is when I'm going to put my all into it. And so that was really helpful. And right now where I'm at is I'm like, I'm relaxing because my brain is like, like I need to take the break that I should have taken like a little bit ago. But I think with like relaxing comes just like learning and, and studying other performers. Like there's this one guy, Dean Blunt. He is a really cool artist and he does his, his like shows are literally, they're different every time. And like one specific one that I saw on YouTube was like, he brought the whole audience into this dark basement and they were there for an hour and it was pitch black. And then he gets on stage and there's like speakers on the side, both sides of him. And it's like super loud. He's standing by himself in like a t-shirt and like just like jeans or whatever. And then there's like a man with a suit that's just like standing behind him. And it's just like the weirdest thing. But I just felt so inspired by that. I was like, that's so weird. Like, I bet you people were pissed off. And I'm like, I think I need to piss some people off or something. Like, <laughs> it's like little thing, like, things like, like that. They'll they remember that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's like a Dean Blunt, you know, like that's a specific <laughs> experience that like no one else is going to. I mean, you can watch it on YouTube, you know, but that's a specific, like, those feelings that you feel when you're yeah, there. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a special type of energy yeah. in the yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you had time to write? Like, do things like that? Yeah, so I've been, I've been writing a little bit. I go through really weird phases with my, like, creativity. Like, two weeks ago, if you would have talked to me, I'd be like, I'll never write again. Like, <laughs> And it's really weird. And, and now like I'm listening, like, I think I'm always writing whether or not it's even just in my head or if I, I put it down on paper, but I was listening to some ideas that I wrote two weeks ago and I'm like, Oh, they're not that bad. Like I need to stop being so hard on myself. Yeah. So I feel like there's like this constant battle with it, mm -hmm. but I have to give myself those breaks of just like listening to other people's music, like absorbing more information so that when I come back to being able to write things down on paper, like I have to, um, I can like, I can have more ideas flowing. I can have more, yeah, just more insight on what I want to be writing about. Yeah. Yeah. As like, 
as you are like an up-and-coming artist like pretty well established I feel like as a name and stuff but still growing like you're listening and stuff like what advice mm-hmm. would you have for like a younger female artist or like even like you mm-hmm. do yourself I think like you have to be authentic like what people tell me that they like about my music is that they're like oh I, I feel like what you're saying I just haven't heard it like you have to you have to write what you want to write about and you have to like be emotionally vulnerable and I think it's really intimidating and like there's this like Jill Jill Scott quote that's like or she was like had this interview and um she's going on stage after Erica Badu and somebody asked her if she was nervous and she's like I'm not nervous like she's a queen I'm a queen like that doesn't take anything away from me and so I think I wish I would have heard that like uh, many years ago because Mm -hmm. just knowing like your original perspective like that's that's enough you know like that's really worth it and don't conform it to to be trendy or to be liked like you have to speak your truth or else no one's gonna no one's gonna listen and if they do listen you know it's gonna be this like plastic fake version of yourself and so I think just always coming back to yourself and like remembering that like your perspective and like what you have to say is valid and important and like worth being heard like I think that would have really helped me out back in the day or whatever. <laughs> no, I would say like, as like, I've listened to like your music for I feel like a long time, like what yeah, did you say, twenty seventeen or whatever. And like Sarah's that's, <laughs> that's like something like you do get the like super like authentic like vulnerable like mm-hmm. like even though like you don't I don't I haven't talked to you since what high school besides like following along like I feel like I still like know you you know what yeah I mean? that's really cool really, that's that's really special yeah that's yeah. really cool thank you for saying that <laughs> yeah I think I think it's just like you have to like yeah you gotta say how you're feeling and like you gotta emotionally connect because if if like I don't know not everyone's gonna like your music but when you find somebody that actually does that gets it or like connects with it I mean that's like that's the goal it's not to be famous or to to sell out whatever like I my goal is that people find my music when they need it and connect if they need yeah. you know if they want to connect and like that's something with regicide that I've ha- has been happening at like a larger scale for me which is really cool but like I'll just get random comments on like SoundCloud that's like hi I don't know if you're listening to this but my house got broken into and I have to like live with my grandparents and like just this tragic stuff and they're like I just want you to know your music is helping me get through it and like that is just like the craziest thing yeah and just to know that like for the artists that I look up to that have been there for me in spiritual presence that I could do that for somebody is really really fucking cool I like, also but, like, imagine like the feeling of like you know, somewhat like just random people, like you know, turning you on in their car. Like that's so weird to think about. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that they trip shrooms to my music, like, and, like, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, they were in the like desert or something. I was like, "Whoa, that's so good." I'm like, "This is like, I gotta have a celebration for myself." But it's so cool, like that yeah. my music can like aid people, and like I think I have to ground myself back to like. It's really easy to get caught up and be like, oh, the numbers aren't where I want them to be or I haven't done blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that's that's what you want. That's what connects mm-hmm. you. Know? That's Absolutely. what the right, goal is. You know? yeah. Well, what are like, um, what are some future plans, future goals, things we should be looking out for from you? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking about too. <laughs> I think like definitely the performance thing. I want to create yeah. a very specific experience 
and and one that changes all the time like i want to i want to really like if i want to play a song that's like fast slow at one show or like you know i just want to have that freedom to to do whatever i want and to be comfortable with that you know yeah um, so that's a goal and i want to i want to write an album soon and have my first like solo album out cuz i've just done eps so that will be definitely a like i i think i'm like i want to do that in a year but who knows if that'll be a year <laughs> or two years like i don't really want to set up a timeline for myself because i think that just becomes really stressful um but i want to learn more about like production because that's another thing like there are like some amazing women in production but it's such a like a man dominated male dominated area of like the music industry and i like i want to be self sufficient i don't want to really have to rely on a dude for something unless i really like uh trust them and really want them to be a part of it and like there's a lot of men who have been on my who have been with me on my musical journey who have helped me so much so like i'm not discrediting that in any way like i have like specifically chosen them they're so talented and gifted but i do want to be able to to do things without having to rely on really anyone for it like yeah. i want to i want to do things myself and um i want to just like i just want to keep writing like what feels good and like working through my own shit like that's like i don't know each song is like very personal to me and it helps me grow and like there's times that like songs are like I feel like I my my past self wrote them for my future self, which is That's really cool. And like it just I don't know, I want to keep just writing authentically, getting better at writing, getting better at just like understanding production and getting better at guitar because I need to practice. Oh my god. <laughs> I have like these chord sheets above my bed so I can literally force myself to do that. Um but also just like connecting with other people, which weirdly enough the pandemic has like helped um just like online and stuff like it's been a really cool way to just like connect with other artists and I think that's something I was really scared of before but I'm like no I want to share these things I want to share my music I want to share myself with like yeah, whoever's willing to accept it you know well kind of speaking of that do you want to take a second to like plug your social media and stuff yes okay <laughs> so my Instagram is Reggie Pearl but Reggie has three G's and I thought that was cute. Well, somebody there's somebody that took my username, but I liked it because if it's upside down, it looks like six six six. So I think that's <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'm on Spotify. So I use Spotify as like kind of demos or not Spotify, SoundCloud for like demos and just kind of music that I wouldn't release necessarily. And so yeah. that's like kind of a fun one. And then Spotify's Reggie Pearl, and I just deleted Twitter because I'm like, I am always on the brink of like, do I just delete all my social media? You know, like you, you know what? So another woman that will be featured on this episode literally told us how she deleted Twitter because it was too negative. <laughs> it's so <laughs> negative, and I'm like, yeah. there's always the the chance that I could like stalk my ex boyfriend, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but definitely. Um, it's been super fun talking to you. We're like, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh my gosh. Anytime I'm like back in Missouri for a while. So I'm like, I got all the time in the world. (laughs) We love that. Alright guys, um, well you have made it to the end of another episode of Rebeat and it's time for some send-off songs. So 
like we said, we have been trying to include you guys more in our episodes by highlighting songs that you guys have been listening to throughout the weeks. So definitely keep an eye out on our social media. Every Wednesday, we're going to be posting a little song check-in to see what you guys have been listening to. Um, And with that, featuring you guys on our weekly episodes. So firstly, we are going to highlight Alexia Batista 26 underscore. She has been listening to POV by our queen Ariana Grande. Yes. Classic. We can't even get over how iconic Positions is still. So (laughs) we're really still trying to process. I haven't moved on and neither should you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then next we are shouting out M. Hui, which her username is E-M-H-O-O-I, um, who has been listening to a lot of Lord, another queen we cannot uh, ignore. Personally, the song Green Light for me, literally, all, it's one of those songs that I always am like happy to re-remember. Oh my gosh. I That song, that's like one song that makes me think of Grace Centeno. Thank you so much. We definitely had some proper car jams to that. I know. I I think it was freshman year. You like kind of like rediscovered it, you know, or re-remembered it, I should say. And we listened. There was a solid like week or so where we like listened to it almost every day. Yeah. That it's it's genuinely like hype as fuck for me. No, it really (laughs) is. Gets me going because it it builds. It starts, you know, kind of like slow. You yeah. said you love the beach. You're such a damn liar. <laughs> I also just want to say about Emma, a little shout out to her. She is soon to be a woman in the podcasting world. So shout out to her. Amazing. We love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so now Sarah and I are just going to quickly share what we've been listening to this week. You want to start? Yeah. So I have been listening. So I was this is like kind of a few weeks ago when I was driving back to Lawrence to like come back after um, winter break I was listening to Grace one of my Grace and I's favorite podcasts it's called and the writer is with Ross Golan and I listened to the Charlie XCX episode and I'll be honest like I didn't know that I like knew songs by Charlie XCX I just like knew who she was so I listened to the episode um, but one of the songs she talks about in the episode, which is just like a really iconic song and a really iconic music video, is the song Boys. I love that song. And so I've been listening to a lot of Boys by Charlie XCX lately. And then the other song I'm going to shout out is Gotta Go to My Girl Chelsea Cutler. She love her. Um, there's this group that of like four musicians that I love. They're called Mutual Friends. It's Quinn92, Jeremy Zucker, Chelsea Cutler, and AOK. And obviously Chelsea Cutler is the only woman in that group. And I really love her song. Um, it's called How to Be Human off of her album. Oh, wait, sorry. It's called The Human Condition and it's off of her album called How to Be Human. And yeah. I just really love it. And I love that Chelsea Cutler is the only girl in that group because I can relate to being the only girl That's in that group. That's quite a power, power group. It really oh, is. Yeah. Look at like... It's called Mutual Friends, and, like, they, like, don't always produce music together, but they have, like, a lot of, like, crossover and collabs and stuff. That's really cool. Hmm. All right, yeah, my send-off songs for the week are, I feel like I could not go an episode talking about Girl Power without mentioning our queen, Meg Thee Stallion. (laughs) I'm going to highlight Girls in the Hood. Me and um, one of Sarah and I's good friends, Taylor, Taylor, so Taylor, we mentioned her in our butchering lyrics episode a lot because 
we love Taylor so much, but one of her things is that she's just not good at remembering the lyrics to songs and it's just really funny sometimes. Yeah, she's always but, um, yeah, a while ago, Sarah and I had a little road trip up to the University of Illinois to see some of our friends. And we decided on that road trip that we were gonna memorize the lyrics to Girls in the Hood. And we low-key, for the most part did. We have like that beginning verse down. Okay. So yeah, that's Taylor and I doing some real hot girl shit on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, lastly, I'm gonna highlight Maggie Rogers and just literally go with her classic Alaska. Maggie Rogers is like another just like soft indie princess um, who she's just got good vibes all the way around. She's really like, I don't know how to say that. This is going to be so weird. And I'm going to low key shout out one of my friends from um, like elementary school, but she gives me Bridget Joachim vibes in the best way possible. So Bridget Joachim, if you're listening. <laughs> Okay, I've never met Bridget Joachim, but I've heard you talk about her simply because of the Catholic school aspect. Yes, she was one of my good friends in my Catholic school going years. But yeah. No, I also just want to say before we cut off, I know we've already shouted it out, but my, um, not my roommates, but my neighbors, they might as well be my roommates. They came over to my house the other day and did like I wouldn't call it Zumba because it's so slow paced, but they did like a workout to the song Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, oh, which I know God. is still taking over the whole world. And it was just the funniest thing, like watching them <laughs> like jam out to Driver's License, which I know like everyone does, but like at the end of the day, it's like a really slow, like sad song. <laughs> Yo, literally, I was Taylor and I were on TikTok today and we saw like a random TikTok account that made like an EDM remix to driver's license and it was low-key like fire. <laughs> like I was like, if this is like oh, right, like post-COVID, if this isn't like fucking bumping at the <laughs> at the bars. Like something wrong happened. Yeah. Um, but yes, anyway, we have made it to the end of another yeah. episode of Rebeat officially. If you guys are not following us on Instagram and Twitter at Rebeat with S and G, you totally should. And if you're on Facebook, we're at just Rebeat. Yes. Uh, and also, in addition to us, you guys should totally follow Ellie Banky on Instagram and Reggie Pearl. Reggie Pearl is with three G's in the Reggie. So she's um, and then Ellie Banky will spell that out for you in the episode description. Um, yes. But y'all should totally follow them too and listen to their music, obviously. Okay, really, truly. Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys so much for listening and keeping up with us. We're so excited to talk to you next week already. I know. Another mm-hmm. episode in the books. Two dozen. <laughs> I cannot get someone, that. I'm so sorry, but if someone doesn't deliver us two dozen cookies, <laughs> right? Real friends, friends only listening. will deliver us two dozen cookies or order cookies for delivery. Okay, you know what? That's how we'll know if our friends are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know my parents are, so I hope they do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Peter. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, have the happiest of Saturdays, guys. And if you're not listening on Saturday, have the happiest whatever day you're listening. Grace and Sarah out.